on the show today. Apple responds to the controversy over its latest plans. Security researchers reveal an increase in ransomware payments. Firefox introduces a new privacy feature. Our Scam of the Day offers you new features on popular websites. And today's tip gives college students seven steps for online safety while at school. All of that and more is coming up on the October 16th, 2021 edition of Cybersecurity Made Personal. Helping you stay safe in a connected world. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Hello and welcome to the Cybersecurity Made Personal Podcast, the safest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Jim Herman. I have four stories on the news beat for you today. We begin with a follow-up from our lead story last week, where Apple had announced a controversial new feature that would work to identify photos of exploited children. This week, Apple responded to the controversy. Apple attempted to stress that the new system will be fully auditable so that anyone can verify that Apple has not expanded the search criteria beyond photos of child pornography. Apple also said that many people in the media have confused two similar but totally different features. Besides checking photos uploaded to iCloud, Apple also introduced some new tools that allow parents to better monitor the images being shared by their children. Apple believes that elements of these two features were confused in the media reporting on the subject. While I'm glad to see that Apple has made the process more open in order to prevent abuse, I still have many of the concerns that I shared in last week's episode. Moving to some disappointing news, two separate reports have shared that the number and amount of ransomware payments has risen substantially in the first half of 2021. Researchers from Palo Alto Networks identified that the average ransomware payment increased 82% to over half a million dollars this year. Meanwhile, Barracuda researchers identified a 64% increase in the number of payments made so far in 2021. The Palo Alto researchers stated that one of the biggest reasons for the increase in payments has been the threat of quadruple extortion. This is where the criminals use four different techniques to try to convince the victims into paying. In addition to just encrypting data, the attackers also steal data and threaten to release it, attempt to shut down the victims' websites, and threaten to contact customers, vendors, employees, and the media to reveal that the company was a victim. The embarrassment that could come from any one of these four attack vectors can cause companies to pay even when they have appropriate backups. 
However, the fact remains that until the vast majority of businesses refuse to pay these ransom demands, the criminals will have no incentives to stop attacking companies and holding their computers for ransom. And if you're a senior citizen, our next story could affect you. Researchers found an unsecured Amazon Web Services bucket belonging to the website Senior Advisor, one of the biggest senior care websites in the U.S. and Canada. The data exposed included information from over 3 million seniors from 2002 to 2013. The data included not only Senior Advisor customers, but also lists of potential customers. Fortunately, the issue has been fixed, hopefully before the data fell into the wrong hands. Senior citizens are one of the most targeted groups for scams. And finally, we end with some good news. Mozilla released version 91 of its popular Firefox web browser this past week. One of the biggest changes is the introduction of Strict Mode, which is intended to prevent hidden privacy violations. Strict Mode will help with deleting stubborn cookies and other web browsing data from your computer. Firefox will now monitor the data that each site stores on your device and place them all together in what it calls the cookie jar. When you want to clear the cookies from one site, it will delete everything in the cookie jar for that site, not just the cookies that are directly affiliated with that site. This feature helps shut down some of the ways that third-party cookies manage to avoid being removed by web browsers. To enable this feature, make sure you are on Firefox version 91 or higher, click on the shield, select Protection Settings, and then change the Enhanced Tracking Protection option to Strict. And now we move on to our scam of the day. Today's scam is the New Feature Scam. This scam preys on people looking for new features on websites, often features that are extremely popular requests. One of the most common iterations of this scam involves the often requested dislike button on Facebook. Another common feature request is the ability to edit tweets on Twitter. Regardless of the feature used in this scam, you'll see a post or an advertisement promising that some new plugin or app will finally give you this feature. Excited about the prospect of finally getting that dislike button or editing function, you're willing to do whatever it takes to get that new feature. Now the website may add the feature for you, so you might actually see a dislike button the next time you sign in. But that feature isn't going to do anything that anyone else can see. So click all you want on that dislike button, it's not going to do anything that anyone else can see. But meanwhile, whatever you installed on your device or added to your social media profile will be monitoring your information and stealing your data. And if you're like most people, you likely agreed to let the company collect your data. 
So be careful whenever a third party offers to add a new feature to a site. While they might be able to create a change that you can see, a new feature like editing tweets or a dislike button on Facebook will require an update from the site itself. Don't be fooled by ads offering you anything else. The actual product being collected is your data. If you find a scam you think we'd like to talk about on the show, you can send it to us at scam at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com. And now it's time for the Cybersecurity Pop Quiz. Each week, we ask you a question in the field of online security or privacy, and it's your job to figure out the right answer. Today's question is a multiple answer question, which means that any combination of these answers could be correct. The question is, which of these are ways that you can keep your email account safe? A. Use only one email account for everything. B. Use a strong password and set up two-factor authentication. C. Sign into your account from your own devices only. D. Turn off automatic loading of content. And E. Send whatever you want because email is completely secure. The correct answers will be revealed in next week's episode. But if you want to know them right away, you can go to cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash popquiz to submit your guess and find out if you're right. Plus, if you submit your guess on the website, regardless of whether you're right or wrong, you can be entered to win a $25 Amazon gift card when we conclude Season 3 in August. But your guess must be submitted before the next episode airs on Monday, August 23rd. For official giveaway rules, visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash quizrules. Last week's question was, which of the following are an indication that a website has bad security practices? A. Using AES-256 encryption. B. A badge that their website is certified safe. C. Asking you to enter your password on a site that begins with HTTP colon. D. Setting a maximum password size of 15 characters. Or E. Emailing your password when you say that you forgot it. The correct answers are C, D, and E. You should never enter your password on a site that is not secure, which is indicated by the HTTPS at the beginning of the address. If a website asks you to enter sensitive data, like a password or a credit card number, on a site that is not secure, that is a very bad security practice. In fact, even if you delete the S and try to enter data on the unsecure site, the website should either redirect you back to the secure version or not allow you to enter any data. A maximum password size is also a horrible thing when it's small. Limiting how long a password can be serves almost no purpose, but when the password size is a mere 15 characters, 
It's way too small to provide adequate security now, and it will be even less secure as computing power increases over time. And as I've said a few times before on the show, you have reason to be concerned if a website emails your password to you. A website should run your password through a one-way encryption method called hashing and then forget the actual password and save the hash. Regarding the other two options, AES-256 encryption is currently a very strong encryption option, so if a website is claiming to use it, that's actually a sign of good security. And there's no organization that certifies good security for a website. Some websites display badges about their security, but without a set of standards, a badge and a certification don't mean much at all. Throughout the month of August, thousands of students will pack up and head off for college. Online safety probably isn't at the top of most students' minds, but it should be at least a thought for them. We'll have seven tips to help college students stay safe at school when we come back from this short break. Hi, it's Jim. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you could follow us in your favorite podcast player. That will ensure you never miss an episode. And while you're there, we'd also appreciate it if you could rate the show and give us a review. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are. And finally, the best review that someone can give us is to tell their friends about the show. Invite them to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or send them to our website, cybersecuritymadepersonal.com, where they can find links to the show in all the major podcast players. Thanks for your support, and now back to the show. In case you haven't been paying attention to Facebook and Instagram lately, it's back to school season. This means your feed is being filled with photos of kids holding their backpacks and signs saying things like, first day of second grade or first day of eighth grade. But another group of students are headed for an entirely new experience, their first year of college. College is a wonderful time filled with new friendships, new experiences, independence, and hopefully some learning too. But one thing you don't want to experience when you're at college is cybercrime. Unfortunately, college students make excellent targets for criminals. Today's college students grew up in the age of social media, so many have shared plenty of information about themselves that could be used to help compromise their accounts. While they may be more familiar with technology, they also tend to be more naive about scams in general. Some may live alone or stay at home, but most tend to live with roommates, either in dorms or in off-campus apartments. These living arrangements mean that many people may be coming to visit over time. And finally, 
college students tend to pay less attention to their bank statements and credit reports, meaning it's possible for the criminals to siphon money off or open accounts without being caught. So if you're headed off to college this month, or you have a loved one who is, here are seven tips to help you or your loved one stay safe while on campus. First, make sure to protect your computer. Use a good antivirus and make sure to keep it up to date with the latest definitions. Also, while you're at it, keep your operating system and your other software updated as well. Make sure to use a strong password on your computer. A college dorm environment will offer many opportunities for someone to have access to your computer. And even if you live at home or off campus, there will still be opportunities for someone to access your computer. Second, if you use a public computer, make sure that you sign out of any accounts that you're signed into. Hopefully, the college's IT department will have set up the computer so that it won't remember your account information, even if you forget to sign out. But you shouldn't rely on that. It's still a very good idea to sign out, even if you know the computer should be doing it for you. Also, be careful about using public computers to sign in to important sites like online banking. When other people you don't know are sharing the same computer, you never know what else could have been installed by others. Use your phone or your own computer for sensitive activities. Third, stay on guard for phishing attacks. The Learning Management System, or LMS, that your university uses will be a popular target for attackers. They'll use this to sign in, gather data about you, access other services, and gather information about your fellow classmates. Your email will also be a popular target. Be on guard for attacks that target your email. If someone can get into your email, they can access practically any other account of yours through a password reset link. Fourth, get into the habit of using a password manager. As a student, you'll likely need to sign up for many different services, some of which you might only use for one or two classes. A password manager is a very convenient way to both keep track of your strong, unique passwords and to remind you where you have accounts. If you're confident that you won't need a particular account anymore, then delete your data from that account. Fifth, have a way to protect your important documents. Don't leave your birth certificate, your social security card, bank statements, tax forms, or medical records sitting out or even in an unlocked drawer. If you don't have a locked place where you can keep these documents safely, then make arrangements to send them back home. The cost of having these documents overnighted to you if you do need them in an emergency isn't worth the possibility of having this information stolen. Sixth, make sure to lock any devices when you're not using them and don't leave devices sitting around in public. Sure, I understand how inconvenient it can be to be sitting at the library and have to pack up your laptop just because you need to run to the bathroom. 
but it's the safest course of action unless there's someone you trust with you. An unattended device, especially an unlocked one, is a very vulnerable device. And finally, seventh, don't fall into the trap that many students have. Make sure you have at least one backup copy of all your important files. There are many stories of students who had a file get corrupted or a disk go bad the night before a major project was due. Don't put yourself in the position of having to do an all-nighter in order to get that project done on time. Make sure you have one or more backup copies of all your important work. So while college can be a wonderful time, it also needs to be the time when you step up and take control of your own online safety. If you're heading off to college this fall, make sure that you keep your personal data safe. And if it's your child or other loved one heading off to college, then make sure that they know to stay alert to the threats that exist online. That's all for today. Thanks for listening, and come back again next week, where our tip will discuss how to check for apps that could be stalking you. So until next time, stay safe. Thanks again for joining us for the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. Check out the show notes page linked in the description for links to the articles mentioned, more information about today's tip, and a transcription of this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would consider visiting our welcome page at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash welcome. There, you can find more information about the show and links to some of our most popular episodes. Cybersecurity Made Personal is provided for educational purposes only. Don't take any action on your computer unless you fully understand what you are doing and the possible consequences. Visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash disclaimer for more information. Cybersecurity Made Personal is a production of Personal Cybersecurity, LLC. I'm Jim Herman. Thanks for listening and stay safe.